Welcome to the Pioneer Theatre Podcast. I'm Matthew Ivan Bennett, your host for this podcast series, which we produce for you, the audience members. You can get a backstage view of the shows we do. Right now you're hearing audio from a tech rehearsal. I slipped in to watch some of the Glass Menagerie for my interview with Hanley Smith about playing Laura. There's so many ways we could have done this episode, but it occurred to me that every time I've seen this play, I can't stop watching Laura. For me, she is the soul of the play. So here's me and Hanley Smith on Laura. Tennessee Williams, in his notes for the play, wrote, Laura's separation increases till she is like a piece of her own glass collection, too exquisitely fragile to move from the shelf. How do you feel about that? So uh, Zach, who plays Tom, wonderful actor, pointed out early on in the rehearsal process that the family is the glass menagerie. And huh. it's interesting in that description about how she, Laura becomes one of her pieces of glass, too afraid to move from the shelf. If um, there's a line in that I say, that Laura says in the play about, oh, don't worry, a glass breaks so easily, the traffic jars the shelves and things fall off them. And if you think of Laura as one of these pieces of glass, a quiet observer of her family, oftentimes she's, she doesn't speak in scenes. She's sitting on the shelf watching her family, hoping and aching for them. And then when fights erupt, it's like the traffic jarring the shelves and yeah. she gets hit in the crossfire and hurt in the crossfire as glass would be falling off of the shelves. Yeah. So it is a, an interesting clue that Tennessee provides there. What's the seed of truth for you from your life in plain Laura? Or is there a person you know who who's like that, that you're drawing on? No, I feel that we all have bits of Laura in us, and certainly I have experiences, if you go back to, to childhood, middle school or high school, where you felt so intensely shy or uncomfortable um, and unable to express yourself. I feel that's where Laura lives. She feels everything probably a bit more intensely, and, but it's all based in a very human truth. You played Laura before, right out of college. I did. North Carolina. How has your understanding changed since then? What's, <laughs> what's different? So I don't remember it as well as I thought I might, but I think that's good. That's a little bit liberating because you're not – there isn't a muscle memory that's you're, that you're relying on. But I definitely am grateful to be able to return to this as a more, a more mature adult and performer, not only because I feel I've learned a lot as an actor, but – I have a greater understanding for where everybody is coming from, um, particularly Amanda and Laura. Um, a lot of my friends are now moms, and I have the pleasure of babysitting for a lot of wonderful children. And the, uh, I understand the intense, desperate need for your child to succeed and be happy. And so before where I saw Amanda a little bit through the lens of her being kind of like a harridan who's just tearing her children's lives apart, I now understand that it comes from this place of deep love and fear for her children. Yeah. And then Laura, um, I've had the wonderful experience of falling deeply in love with somebody. And thankfully, I got to marry him. <laughs> but the idea that my husband and I might have met, and then just because of circumstances or lack of interest on one person's part or the other, whatever it might be, we just went our separate ways is so heartbreaking to me. And 
it, I feel the ache of that throughout every bit of my body when I'm living inside of Laura, that she, she has this immense capacity for love and uh, not a whole lot of opportunities. She is, I think, in a lot of ways, the heart of the play. Yeah, she has such, she's a lovely person and, and cares so much about the people around her to the point of almost extreme selflessness. Although, if only she could get over her social anxieties, a lot of their lives would be better. Uh, but Tennessee Williams had such a, a love for his own sister. Right, right, right. And, and it is I, her, his sister, yeah. metaphorically, for him, right? I think when so. There's, it's, it's a very autobiographical play. And William's sister, Rose, suffered from mental illness. And, in fact, her mother ordered that she be given a lobotomy at the age of 33. Um, and Tennessee didn't know about it. He, he didn't know until after it had happened. And I think the guilt of that haunted him for the rest of his life. And you can see that in the play, that there's such a, a love of, of Rose slash Laura, a sense of trying to examine how did this come about? How did I miss something? How did Laura get caught in the crossfire between Amanda and Tom Wingfield or Edwina, Tennessee's mother, and Tennessee? So, well, actually, Edwina and Tennessee got, got along fairly well. Who do you think Lara would be in 2016? I think she would fare a lot better, not only because our understanding of medicine and, and mental health has improved quite a bit, but there are a lot more opportunities for women than those that existed for, for Laura. It wasn't just become a wife and mother or become a secretary. Uh, it isn't now that. And there's, <laughs> I imagine her creativity finding a number of outlets like maybe she could learn how to actually blow glass and be create glass pieces rather than just collect them or maybe she yeah. could write children's stories or score films because she's she loves to sing and she loves music but what's your favorite moment in the piece and why <laughs> that changes which I like. It's one of my favorite things about theater that because it's such a, a live and unrepeatable experience that every day in rehearsal something will strike me anew. But I will say that overall the scene, the gentleman caller scene as a whole is one of my favorite in all of theater. I think it is a little a beautiful mini play in and of itself. It's such fun to be in that scene. It, as an actor, it, it's like a mecca for you to be able to, to play Laura and to um, be in the gentleman caller scene. And you've, and you've acted with Logan before. Yes, actually, which yeah. is a real treat. Logan, who plays Jim O'Connor, the gentleman caller, and I were in a production of Venus in Fur at the Fulton in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. The David Ives play. The David Ives play, yeah. yeah which is as ba- is about... As different from Glass Menagerie as mm-hmm. it could possibly be. Right. You're playing essentially the goddess. Of love. Play, the goddess of love in that play. Yes. Very commanding and confident. Somewhat vengeful. And vengeful. Yes. And and he is uh, he, uh, playing a playwright who's sort of, they have a lot of arguments about love and sexuality. Uh, so to see Logan in a completely different role is really fun. He's a very talented man, 
And it's great to have an actor with whom you already have a vocabulary and a trust and a respect yeah. to, to explore completely different characters and a different world. Why do you think this play has been popular for so many years? I think it is the story of universal humanity. We all have families. We all have troubles within those families. We're all trying to figure out how do we connect with each other, be responsible to that family, but also be responsible for what to what we need for ourselves and our, our hopes for our future. And as I mentioned before, I really think that there are aspects of all four of these characters in all of us. It's just a powerful, heart-grabbing piece of theater. It is. It is. <laughs> Hanley, thank you so much for doing this and break a leg. <laughs> thank you very much. I appreciate right. it. Thank you for listening to the third episode of our PTC pre-show podcast for The Glass Menagerie. The production will be possible in part because of you as a Salt Lake County taxpayer in your support of the Zoo Arts and Park Fund. Thank you, and please keep voting for ZAP. You can find this podcast on our website, pioneertheater.org. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at marketing at ptc.utah.edu.